Brother Keith is with us this morning. Every every year, you know, in September, when he's in town, he comes and he he always brings fresh revelation for our house. And he is not a guest speaker; he's family here. And I've had the privilege of knowing Brother Keith for some time now, just as a as a teen, even and just always been consistent and been a blessing to the body of Christ um, and the world at large. We've had the privilege of going in Lebanon with him and things like that and we are um, we partner with him so when you put money in that bucket we partner with him every month to push him in what God has called him to do and so we're so happy to have him back with us this morning can you stand with me and can you prepare your hearts to receive can let's 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 make them let's make them blush as he comes up here how about that come on receive come on brother Keith Hershey yeah yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're all so very kind. Why don't you uh, just... Uh, Greet somebody one more time and just say, the Lord loves us. The Lord loves us. The Lord loves us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. What a great, great treat for me to be at Lifeline once again. I always love, like your pastor mentioned, when September rolls around and I'm privileged to be in Chicagoland and, of course, be here at Lifeline. It's always a thrill to me. And you all, I carry you uh, in my heart. Wherever I am around the world, you're with me. And uh, so appreciative of your love, your, your, your prayer, and, of course, your financial giving. And like your pastor said, just your uh, faithfulness in giving uh, to the local church. You're not only changing your world, you're changing the world at large. And uh, so I love to be an extension of your love in your life. All over the world. So it's a joy to be here. I've got some good news I just want to put in your heart today. It's going to make you smile. In fact, it's going to take faith to believe it. It's such good news, you kind of shake your head and say, you've got to be kidding me. It it takes faith to believe the gospel. And this is what's so beautiful about uh, the few minutes I'm going to share with you today. I know your heart's going to be happy. Then we're going to have a great uh, afternoon, great evening with your family. But uh, I know you're blessed today. Let me show you real quick a little missions video. This highlights what you've been up to since I saw you a year ago. Let's watch this. Hello, friends. The gospel is all about gift. God gave Jesus as a gift to reconcile everyone everywhere. And when we believe and receive, we too become a gift to our world. Since 1984, Mutual Faith has gifted ministry teams, life centers, mission centers, and life homes in Africa, Asia, Latin America, and the Middle East. Each campus, each team member is a gift to the community and to their world. Kids are rescued. Kids are educated. Refugees are restored. Life centers are built. Leaders are trained. 
and most important, the gospel is preached. Right now, we continue to build life centers in Africa. Right now, we are building village churches in the Philippines. Right now, we are supporting orphans at our life homes. We educate disadvantaged kids and refugees in Lebanon. Right now, we are sustaining many campuses for life-giving gospel teaching all over the world. Your missions partnership and friendship makes all the difference. Together, as we join our faith, we can be gifts to the world. All righty. Isn't that good news? Praise the Lord. You know, uh, the gospel is really all about gift. The gospel has nothing to do with you in and of yourself to attain anything. The gospel has to do with the Lamb of God who did everything on your behalf. It's gifted to you. The gospel is all about gift. I don't know about you, but uh, I like to receive gifts now and then. Do you all like gifts? You know, when it's, when it's your birthday, I noticed the ladies this morning got excited, different gifts. I know they didn't give out the men any gifts this morning. So we, <clears throat> we're going to have to change some things around here. Hallelujah. But you know, when people get a gift, it's a, it's a thrill. It's exciting. Uh, you know, every gift that you've ever received, you probably can talk about. You can tell somebody about it. If you get a gift at Christmas, you can tell somebody what color the shirt was or, you know, what, what, uh, what, what, what the value of something is. You know, through the years in ministry, I've received uh, different gifts at different times. I was in Michigan before I came here to Chicago. And uh, I went through Three Rivers, Michigan. Three Rivers is a little town of maybe 15,000 people. And many years ago, when Heidi and I, my wife, we moved back to America. Our first year of marriage, we lived overseas. And we did work in Africa. We did work in the Middle East. And then in June of 1984, I came back to America. And uh, I had mutual faith in my heart. I said, I'm going to launch this uh, ministry to impart to people spiritual commodities, heavenly goods in the earthly realm as we join our faith together. And so I had a vision in my heart and I was broke. So I I got $3,600 together and I bought an old car and I drove around America. I'll never forget, I went through Three Rivers, Michigan and a beautiful brother there uh, decided that I was carrying something so he wanted me to preach in his church. And it was like a three or four day meeting. Back in the days when they had extended meetings, it was like a Sunday through a Wednesday. And I was so excited, somebody invited this gospel preacher to share the gospel. And so I preached and uh, uh, preached every night and just enjoyed it so much. And at the end of the four days in this small church with a few people that came, they gave me my offering. I'll never forget that gift. It was 800 and some dollars. And I thought, my goodness, this is like a million dollars. I'm going to be able to feed my wife. Hallelujah. I'm going to be able to put gas in the car. I'm going to move on and tell people about mutual faith. But I remember when I got that gift, I realized the pastor had more needs than I did. I remember being in his house and opening the refrigerator door and seeing there was nothing there. He had four kids. And so I re-gifted the gift. The first gift I'd ever received for preaching, I re-gifted it. And as moving and powerful as that gift was to me, I still can describe it. 
But what God has done for you in Christ Jesus, it's grace-based. It's an indescribable gift. Look at the Bible says real quick in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. The Bible says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The gift of the Lamb of God which pre-approves you before the Father. The gift of the Lamb of God which gifts you righteousness. The gift of the Lamb of God is an indescribable gift. When you experience and receive the love of the Lamb, it's indescribable. There's no human language, there's no human vernacular that can give a description of what God's love in Christ has done for you. When I think even today that I can stand before the Father accepted, it's mind-boggling to me. It overwhelms my capacity to understand that I'm as righteous as Jesus himself. That I'm holy as Jesus himself. That I'm blameless as Jesus himself. And it's got nothing to do with me. My standing before the Father has nothing to do with Keith in his human form. But it has everything to do with the faith of Keith accepting the love of the gift. The love of the Father. And I've taken my place in him. So my standing before the Father is based on gift. It's an indescribable gift. And this to me is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, when we understand that the gospel is all a about give thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift. What God has done in Christ is astonishing. You know, I talk about that first gift that I received preaching all those years ago in 1984. That's a long time ago. But I remember uh, through, through the years of ministry, of course, Pastor Reggie was talking about going to Beirut, the team, the worship. My goodness, what ministry your church had there in the Middle East. But... Uh, through the years of ministry, buying these large campuses. You know, I just have my heart be prompted with the love of the Father, and I take crazy assignments. One of the crazy assignments, so it seemed in the natural realm, was to purchase this campus in Beirut, Lebanon. And, uh, you know, it was a million dollars, and and uh, I felt compelled to buy this campus and establish a center uh, to reach uh, Arab, uh, the Arab world and the Muslim community. And uh, I'll never forget flying back and forth uh, to the Middle East, negotiating this, uh, this facility. And it was a million dollars, and we'd sit in this room. They'd have their lawyers, the people who owned the building. And I would go with myself and Pastor Saeedim, who's our team leader, whom your pastor knows. And, and, and we'd have one of our board members who was a lawyer. And we would go to this meeting, and I would just act like I had the money. I, I, just, I just acted like nothing was trouble. Nothing was a problem. And you know, through the entire negotiations, they never one time asked me for a financial statement. They never one time asked me for a bank statement. I just acted like, yeah, okay, we can handle this. We can do this, certainly. And uh, I signed the documents. I'll never forget after signing the documents and flying back to America, I said, oh, Lord, what am I doing? What in the world am I doing? How am I going to even announce this? How am I going to promote this? Having to come up with a million dollars. And it was real quick in segments of like 250000 at a time. And uh, one day I was just uh, overwhelmed. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to collapse everything about mutual faith in America and around the world. And uh, I was just with my wife at home one day, and I received a text. 
And it was from a, a, a pastor of a large church on the West Coast. And uh, I've, I preached for him there every year. And he sent me a little note out of the blue. He said, uh, Keith, how are you doing with Beirut? I said, Heidi, look, look who texts me. Uh, I, so I text back, doing great. All is well. <laughs> and then he said, uh, is the money coming in? I said, is the money coming in, Heidi? (laughs) You count the money, don't you? Is the money coming? All is well. The Lord is providing. And then he texted me the third time. He said, I'm sending you 112K. I said, 112K? That's 112,000. I texted him back and said, okay. <laughs> you know, okay, PTL, exclamation point. <laughs> and he sent me a check for 112000 and it was a good check. And that helped pay one of those 250,000 commitments for Beirut. Now, your pastor's been there. He's seen it. It's debt-free today, and it cost a ton of money to rebuild it and everything. Hallelujah. But here's the point. The point that I received a gift that I didn't even know how to describe, but I can describe it. What God gave me in Christ Jesus, indescribable. But you know when you got the gift, because it moves you. It puts a goofy little look on your face. It puts a little spring in your step because you understand that God looks at you in Christ and all looks good to God concerning you. You are accepted, you are favored, you are redeemed, you are loved, you are righteous, and it's all gifted to you. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. It's good news. See, the gospel of grace, grace is gift. You know, if you're going to live by grace and not by your effort, you have to have a gifted mindset. You have to understand that your standing in this earth realm isn't based on you crawling up a ladder. Your standing in this earth realm is based on the Father's favor toward you because of the Lamb. You have been gifted favor from God. You have an unmerited favor, an unmerited capacity, and Jesus did it all. It's indescribable. So again, that 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift. His indescribable gift. Thank God. For his goodness. You know, we understand it's all because of the cross. By the way, I loved all the songs. The worship team say, man, weren't they good? Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you. The musicians, this is just enriching my, my heart, enriching my soul. This is the key to take time every day and be loved by the Father and let the gift of the Lamb influence you. Let the gift of the Lamb Give you your perspective. Otherwise, man, you'll get back on that system trying to make a way for yourself. And that system is exhausting. But there's a place in Christ where you live by an indescribable gift. 
of what Jesus done. And this is the way he did it, John 3, 16. You all know it, for God so loved. He so loved the world that he gave, he gifted himself. That whoever believes in the gift has everlasting life. God gifted Jesus to you. And if you can find yourself in him and you get there by faith. If you just step in by faith and receive the work of the one, you find a righteousness before God that you can't get any other way. And the beautiful thing, you have life in this realm, but you have an everlasting life when you check out of your earth suit. And how beautiful and wonderful is this. This is the kind of gift that has no negative attachments to it. Have you ever received a gift that you didn't really want it, but you were nice to the person who gave it to you? But in your mind, you knew you were going to re-gift the gift, you know what I mean? You said, oh, thank you for this flannel shirt. This is really wonderful. And wow, I really like the colors. Thank you so very much. And then you think, I think I'll re-gift this to somebody, right? People re-gift things. Recently, I was at a church preaching and they gave me some gifts. They gave me some little, uh, like, uh, gift cards to like uh, Starbucks or out west. This was out west in the west coast. They have an in-and-out hamburger place. And so I told Heidi, now I'll re-gift you the Starbucks card, but I'm not going to re-gift in-and-out hamburger. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm not re-gifting that. That thing's for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, uh, but when God gives you a gift, it's not a gift that has any negative attachments to it. See, religion, religion... Has, has given people a mindset they always have to work. That they always have to qualify. That it's always based on their holiness. It's always based on their goodness. It's always based on their good behavior or their morals. But no, the gospel of the kingdom is not about you. The gospel of the kingdom is for you, but it's about the Lamb. It's about the gift of God in Christ. And I tell you what... This gift has no negative attachments. A couple of months ago, I was home on a Saturday. And as my custom is, when I wake up and find out that I'm sucking air, hallelujah, I take time and be loved. I just say, Father, thank you that you love me completely today. Regardless if I'm good or bad, you love me completely. You favor me abundantly today. You bless me eternally today because of the Lamb. I take time and be loved. And then I take time and have a reciprocal love to the Father. And then I get up and I usually check my emails, have a little devotional time, read some things, pray, you know, do these kind of things. But I was checking my emails that morning and there was one email there from a bank that I have a credit card with. And it said, you've been defrauded in your credit card. And I said, oh man, this is a credit card I gave some time ago to a pastor who had fallen on hard, hard times. And I needed to help him, my heart said. So I helped him with a credit card number and he, he lived on it well for... for <laughs> for a season, Hallelujah. And so uh, I thought, oh, this is that credit card. But then it said I've been defrauded with this and that and the other, and there was amounts of money and, and things. So, oh, man, i, I got to stop this. They said, if you just click here. I said, yeah, I'll click there. Boom. They said, okay, just put the code in here. Yeah, I'll put the code in. Boom, 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 boom. Then I thought, whoa. This is an email with an attachment, but it's a negative attachment. And it was a 
a fraud type thing to to and and when I when I knew I was duped, you know, I didn't act so like Mr. Wonderful. I got a little feisty. I got a little irritated. I started pacing the floor. I started saying things, you know, that uh, that didn't sound like the reverend. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Huh? And if, if my wife was here, she could testify, but thank God she's not here. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I got so mad, so I'm on the phone, I'm on the computer, I'm calling the credit card people, the bank people, the this people, the computer people, to resolve all this mess, because there was a negative attachment. You know, religion has negative attachments. Do you know why a lot of people grow up in church and never come back? Because they don't understand the gospel of the gift. And they always think they have to qualify. They live daily with the mindset that everything is up to them. But the good news is it's not. The good news is the gospel is about the lamb that you can step into and wear Christ Jesus and live according to his character. But you don't have negative attachments with the gospel. It's beautiful. Look at the next verse says John 3.17. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world. There's no attachments of condemnation. But that the world through Him might be saved. If you're condemned today, friend, I just want to encourage you to come to the place where you're astonished with nothing but grace. You're astonished with nothing but the gift of righteousness. And you never put yourself in the equation again. That it's the Lamb of God. And I tell you what, as long as you get comfortable in the Lamb of God, you're going to live just fine. You're going to, God's by His Spirit and His love for you works on our lives. He shows us how to work with people, work with our spouses, work with our kids, be a neighbor that's neighborly and loving our neighbors. All these things come when you have a deep, heartfelt acceptance of the love of God in Christ. You know that story in John chapter 4 about the woman at the well. She, she, uh, she had a resume... But it wasn't real good. And so Jesus, he needed to go through Samaria. It says in John 4, and he needed to pass away. And you know there was racism in that culture. Jewish folk didn't like the Samaritan folk. The Samaritan folk didn't like the Jewish folk. This precious one had a hard life. She was married five times. She was part of that day's, you know, she probably been abused, misused, you know, whatever. She, 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 she had all this conflict in her relationships. In fact, she just decided no more marriage for me. She was just cohabiting with a brother. Huh? Yeah. So she living with a brother because she said, I tried the marriage thing five times. And you know what Jesus did? Jesus interrupted his whole schedule. You know, sometimes we need to get out of our routine, especially on this National Love People Day thing. You know, the scheduling that you have that week coming up. By the way, the sister that did that did a great job. You were awesome. You were awesome. 
But you know, we get out of our routine and we, we find somebody that we can surprise with a gift. The gift of the Lamb. The gift of righteousness. We change people's worldview and their thinking. We get them out of those attachments that religion has given them. Those negative attachments that keep people away. And we surprise them with something that absolutely is astonishing. So Jesus, he sees this little lady at the well, like the local coffee shop where people get a, get a, a filling of something, a, a sustenance. And Jesus says, hey, there's a, there's, a, there's a substance from another source. There's life from another realm that you'll have access to if you understand the gift. So Jesus said to her in verse 10 of John chapter 4, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God. See, the gospel is really all about gift. If you knew the gift of God and who it is who's speaking to you, the gift speaking to you, you would ask of the gift and the gift would give you. You'd ask of the gift and the gift would give you. Living water or life, substance from another dimension, another source. Do you know what? I think the best thing for prayer life is when you understand the gift of God. Because as Jesus said, you ask of the gift and the gift gives. You know, prayer doesn't have to be a burden. It doesn't have to be a work in terms of just effort, trying to get God to do something. It's a place of rest in Him. And receiving everything He has and knowing He gives it to you. Every need you have. Every trouble you have in your mind, in relationships, financially, physically, every situation that seems overwhelming, the gift of God has a response for you. And this to me I think is so thrilling. If you knew the gift of God, you would ask of Him. And He'd give to you everything you'd ever need. You know, this little lady got so excited and so thrilled. She received so much of the love of the Father that she became an evangelist without knowing Bible verses. She became an evangelist without telling anybody they're going to hell. She became an evangelist with the love of the Father without any training. She goes, read the whole chapter, John 4. She goes back to her village. She gathers the men. And she says to the men, I've met a man. And they said, oh no, not another one. No, I met a man. I met a man. And this brother has told me everything about myself. Now think about that phrase. Jesus told her everything about herself. And there was no condemnation attached to it. Let me ask you something. I don't know about your actions and deeds. I don't know about my actions and deeds. I don't want to testify of all of them through the years. Thank God they're covered under the blood. But let me tell you another thing. The intent of my heart is not always perfect or pure. And neither is yours. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's preaching good now, hallelujah. He, yeah. I just tell you, I'm housed in an earth suit. What if Jesus sat across the table from you? He told you everything about yourself. Looked you deep into the eye. Could you take it? You think you'd go away with your head down? Think you'd feel like a loser? 
think he'd condemn yourself? I don't think so. God's got nothing on you. In Christ Jesus, Jesus told this woman everything about her. And it thrilled her. You know why? Because when you see yourself in Christ and covered by the work of the one, your view of you changes. Your understanding of your righteousness becomes now complete and established with confidence in him and not in you. And it's a, it's, a delivering, it's a delivering reality that you don't need to live nervous. You don't need to live scared. You don't need to hide no more. You can be free to be free. Because you know I heard today the devil is a liar. <laughs> the devil is a liar. But thank God for the freedom of the Lamb of God. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Good news. Oh my, let me share one more verse with you. Go with me real quick to 1 Peter 4.10. 1 Peter 4.10. The Bible says that as each one, as each one has received a gift. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're gifted, my brother, my sister, you're gifted. You know, most of us don't, don't like to think that we're gifted but we are. We got the gift of the Lamb of God in us. You know, I was interested. I came to town a little early because I drove in from, from over by Three Rivers in Michigan. And uh, I stopped at the McDonald's down here. Last time I came a little early, a police stopped me. I, I made a wrong turn there. and Thank God I had favor. Hallelujah, huh? <laughs> but I went to the McDonald's down there in Roosevelt. I just walked in and get a cup of coffee and use the restroom. And I walk in there and... Uh, his brother was sitting there. Willie. Willie. You're Keith Hershey. I said, yes, sir. Guilty. I, 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 I be him. I be him. He said, oh, I love to hear you preach. I feel good when you preach. So I sat with Willie and prayed for him and blessed him. He said, you've made my day. I never come to this McDonald's, he said. But I told my friend who's in line getting the food that I need to come to this McDonald's today. I met you today. I just feel blessed. So I blessed him, prayed with him, you know. But the beautiful thing, as each one has received a gift, you trigger it. You know, I'm I'm, uh, gifted better when I know I'm loved. I trigger my gift better when I know I'm forgiven. I trigger my gift better when I know everybody has been included. I was telling your pastor, you know, the Bible says in in, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, it said, uh, the love of Christ compels me. See, the motivation for ministry is not your love for God. The motivation for ministry is God's love for you. It has to do with the gift. The love of Christ compels me because you make a judgment. Judgment does not have to be negative. Judgment's positive. See, a lot of people think judgment's negative, but no, believers have favorable judgment because our judgment's in Christ. Our judgment is freed, acquitted, approved, accepted, loved, redeemed. You judge us that if one died, 
all that. Every day I make a calculation. The calculation is not the people or the morals of the people or the failures of the people. My calculation is the Lamb. Because the Lamb is the gift. And everybody was included in the gift. If one died, all died. From God's mind in Christ, everyone was included in the death and the rising of the Lamb. And people need to see it so they can believe it and take their place in Him. This is how you minister the manifold grace of God. Notice what you you, you minister. You minister the gift. You are a gift. You minister the gift as stewards of what? Grace. You You don't give it to them because they deserve it. None of us deserve nothing. We give it to them because Jesus is worthy. And you minister grace, you trigger it. I tell you, that's my great joy all over the world. Triggering the gift of God in the lives of people that become astonished that they're loved, they're forgiven, they're accepted, if they would believe it. You're a gift to the world just like Jesus is. We have to live that way. We have to live that way. We have to love that way. This is good news. If you like the word today, give the Lord a shout of praise.